we are uh, submerging ourselves in the jacuzzi, the shorts bubble uh, has blossomed and excess uh, bubbles are just spewing out of me right now. Um, welcome to another summer edition. Uh, you'll probably hear this closer to fall, but hey, that's just my commentary. Uh, a summer edition of Five Questions with Anders Croft. Um, I am joined here uh, by a very special guest this this evening. Uh, as I like to say, a person who needs no introduction, right? Am I am I right in saying so? I don't. I, don't... I mean, if you know me, you know me. Yeah, you know if you <laughs> if you know the sound of that sweet timbre, you know where where this person uh, comes running from. But uh... <laughs> like straight from the hills. <laughs> Children of the Corn. Yeah. Je Jeepers Creepers. You are the Jeeper Creeper, I think. Have right? you seen that movie? No. Okay, yeah. We gotta watch that. <laughs> well, that one's, like, problematic. I won't yeah. get into it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, I am joined by my partner in life, Anastasia. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm... I'm doing... Yeah. 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 This is a, a very unfamiliar space for us, right? In the podcast jacuzzi. I didn't know. I ha I don't have a reference point for the shorts bubble. Uh-huh. So, like... Oh, yeah. you don't understand. To me, it was, like, when I was a kid, and, like, I would wear a tankini, mm -hmm. and it would bubble up underneath the top. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go ahead and close our windows here. <laughs> we live in a... Uh, noisy-ish. A high-traffic area. Yeah, it's very busy around here. Um, well, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for shooting the poop with us. Um, and look, I'm not chewing gum, everyone. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you so can keep chewing gum. I just wanted to make it clear. I am like reason. making my 500th attempt at quitting smoking right now. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I know how to quit smoking is by chewing yeah. sugar-free gum. So, that's where we're at. I'll mm -hmm. try not to be a... You can chew. No, no, don't worry. I didn't mean to shame you. I just, I thought it was funny. Because I was like, oh, is something dripping? Riverboat gambler. <laughs> Riverboat gambler. This is a personality uh, that I, <laughs> I affectionately named... Uh, you have this, like, badass kind of persona. It's, like, kind of, like, trashy, though. Because it's, like, the moral code can be a little loose yeah. at times, I think. Yeah. But I have a grasp on it now. Probably better than I did when I was younger. So, like, it's, like, charming now. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is just the Hulk. That's that's my like other persona. I feel like that just comes out, or like I just hulk out about stupid stuff. You do hulk out, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, but it's real, um, yeah, yeah. And it, it's something you know we just I'm <laughs> coming to terms with. But if I could name another personality of mine, yeah, I would say it's like Hulk. Hulk, yeah. yeah. I have like two hundred personalities. I think. You just have, uh, I think, a very, like, diverse, like, lived experience in life. Like, so you have all these different, like, yeah. you're, you're, like, malleable to a lot of situations. It's true. 
That's what we kids like to call street smarts. <laughs> Skullduggery. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, Tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, muy traviosa, eh? Ay, Dios mio. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, uh, I'll put it on the record. I don't want to be um, an expert in any language other than the one uh, that I'm speaking right now, which it's Andy speak, so I don't, I don't want to be any better than Andy speak. True. Mm-hmm. Andy Speak does. That's that's my name. AndySpeak.net. That's our website. Check us out. We sell um, gently used new furniture. Um, I want to put it on the record, uh, and I hope you're okay with this. Something that we both experienced recently during quarantine. Uh, obviously, you know, we've been in quarantine together. Um, you know, seeing more of each other than anyone else, I think, ever yeah. in our lives. Um, in Which was not the case for uh, a long our time. entire relationship, yeah. really, except for, like, the very beginning. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we were we were long distance across the state. Like, I was yeah. in South Shore, Massachusetts. You were in Western Mass. It was a two-and-a-half-hour drive just to come see you one way. We did it, though. I slept on the bus so many times. <laughs> so many I drove out there so many times to see yeah. you. And now we live where I used to wake up on the bus. Mm-hmm. I used to wake up Me and we'd get to Worcester and be like, oh yeah, yeah I'm halfway there. Uh, when I lost my license for reasons, uh, yeah, this is where I would take the bus as well. And yeah. also sleep in the morning eating my McDonald's uh, hash brown. Oh, honey, we didn't get to eat on the bus the morning bus. No. It was so early. Oh. Well, I would get to like uh, the South Station, like bus terminal, and McDonald's would be right there. Yeah. Yeah, see, I always want to the McDonald's side. near my bus stop. It's on the other side. I consider myself, this is the thing, mm-hmm. I consider myself a bus connoisseur. You do. Like, I I know a good bus you when do. I see one. You do. And I know a good bus driver when I see one. If you get, like, some lady, and you know that she's, like, a single mom, and she, like, has, like, seen some things in her life, mm-hmm. and you know she's watching out for you, she's got your back on that bus. Right. But then you get, like, a bus driver who's, like, on FaceTime in front of the bus, like, mm-hmm. in a fight on FaceTime, and so then the bus is late. That bus driver, that bus driver who's getting laid off in two weeks, like, you should not get on that bus. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. But I feel like in terms of bus verse, uh, you, you live in the light side of bus. Like, you, you know a good bus experience. That's Whereas, not necessarily true, Well, let, let me explain that in my perspective. And in the dark side of the bus verse are things like living on a bus for two days to get to Chicago for $4, uh, which is an experience that I had where uh, both ways, uh, to and from, uh, coming back from it, there was the infamous Moscato Man. I sat on a bus one time. Mm-hmm. With it was cold, it was the middle of winter, and it had rained. And I was wearing brand new tights, and those tights were soaked. Mm-hmm. 
and I had to sit on that bus and there was no heat with my cold tights. But do you agree that like I live in a dark universe of bus rides because you you've been with me on a bus. <laughs> on like, a dark that was that dark bus trip bus. was so yeah. dark sided and I think it's because you choose to ride mega bus. I won't. And I think hey, you need I didn't want to wanna, I didn't want to make stop them. I didn't okay. want to do that. Oh. No, I mean, go ahead. I'm just saying, great bus, you know, great service. You, know, you get exactly what you pay <laughs> That is true. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. He, I, I have respect because, like, I appreciate the hustle, but Deals. you're, you're gonna have to Deals. walk up and down a flight of stairs on the bus at some point. It's fun. And, and sometimes you get car sick. Okay, I'm not saying that this was the company's fault because I decided that morning to eat some very spicy, like chili something for breakfast. Did we we went to Champs then? Yeah. Champs yeah. Diner, that's a plug. Go there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good plug. Yeah, that's a good plug. Good. Like, I don't know. So I it was my own fault. I appreciate. Or I I accept that, but that bus trip was dark sided. Yeah, can you just say Mega Bus is great? Me- Mega Bus is great. Oh wow, got <laughs> that out of you easier than I thought. Why? Um, okay, but the whole reason I we we went on that tangent, I was gonna say I wanted to share the story about when we were playing Animal Crossing recently, and I finished the game. <laughs> Can I can I just tell this really yeah. quick? So, um, spoiler alert for anyone who's like close to beating the new uh, Animal Crossing game. But uh, you get KK Slider to come to your island, um, and it's really fun because all your your islanders come together and like come to a concert uh, where KK plays. And so we beat it one night, and I was super happy. And KK came. And he was playing a song, and he was like, wah, 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 wah. And I'm, like, happy and dancing. And I look over, and Anastasia is just crying. And you said, like, I think you said it was making you sad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's the story. I was sad it was over. I was sad that the character development had ended. And I know it didn't really end. But also... We live in a completionist video game household, which is not my mode of playing <laughs> at all. This is true. And so yeah. it's like, once it's over, it's over. And I was like, well, I don't get to hang out with KK when he moves to my village. Again, I'm not saying that that happens, but could it? Maybe? We don't know. This is why we need to get you a Switch light for your birthday. So that you can relive those experiences and cry again when KK comes. I don't think I'm going to cry again. No. If I remember correctly, my mom, I, I don't, I don't remember. No. No. <laughs> Just. Well, let's get into it, okay? Okay. Let's, let's tussle in this jacuzzi. Um, but first, there is a ritual in the show where, yes. uh, a guest has to come up with their own little intro for the, the segment where I ask you questions. Um, and you can do this however you would like. It could be a song, it could be a haiku, it could be a poem, 
um, you know, could be you know performance art. Could be something that you do off of the microphone that I just described to people. Um, whatever, whatever you would like to do. Okay. Um, this is what I'm gonna do. I've been planning this. Okay. Okay. It's five questions with Anders Croft and Anastasia. Oh. Yes. Whoa, whoa. I love the like subwoofer at the end. Um, I can hear like when things get on the table, it's like so that big boy is like I can move him to the floor. Wait, put him back on. It's kinda cool. It's kinda like foley. You know foley art? Like sound art. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, here is a really great question, uh, in my opinion. So just you know, take that with a grain of salt. But uh, how would you describe your sense of humor? It's dark. It's jaded. I I think that my sense of humor is, like, stuck when I was like 13 14 years old i think it's been kind of there because all my favorite things are things that i found during that time yeah that have like most influenced and like shaped my personality yeah. like master chief i just like what like master chief from halo that's mine what i just like don't have context for that reference it was 2007, I was 13, and, you know, Master Chief. Halo I don't 3. remember 2007, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but continue. Yeah, so anyway, I used to just, like, be really, like, into, like, specific things. And I think that those things have, like, shaped me. Like, I used to watch, like, fucking, I watched Crank Yankers on my iPod Touch in bed at night for like hours because I couldn't fucking sleep so I would just like watch that or I'd like watch like South Park and I think that like consuming that kind of content for so long you kind of just become like desensitized to everything and so I think that like I've just always been like nah fuck it like I'll make a joke about it because it's like it's funny and then also I just like am a big believer in like you should have a coping mechanism like <laughs> And you're like, whatever that may be. And I think for me, it's always been like laughing about things or like being able to like joke about it. And I'm, you know what? I stand by it. Some people disagree. But, uh. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think comedy and just like making light of things is a very important kind of process in like defining the gravity of something. Yeah. And I feel like when you make light of something, I mean, it's it's hard for me because I think, like, I would go as far to say, like, your sense of humor is definitely darker than mine. Would you Ooh, say absolutely. that's correct? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but I would say, like, sometimes it's hard for me to, like, always keep up with that sense of humor. But I feel like in understanding how valuable it is like again it defines the gravity of something and like when you make light of something it doesn't say like it doesn't mean anything like, yeah it's just like a way of putting that into perspective for you kind of like zooming yeah. out on something. absolutely absolutely i like i had this friend for a little while who 
her and I would just, like, go off of each other, and we would just make fucking, like, quick, like, um, jokes about, like, each other's shit, and it was so mean. Like, it's some of the meanest stuff anyone has ever said to me was from her, but it was funny, and I was just, like, on my ass laughing at myself, and, like, I don't remember anything feeling as good as that, and, like, in that moment, just being able, it was, like, it was washing over me, and, like, her and I aren't friends anymore, but I think that, and I, my humor is definitely not as dark as it was back then, um, as dark as, as it is now, I think that this is, like, the light on the edge of the tunnel, so, um, I don't know, I just remember, like, that feeling, and then being, like, okay, like, no, this is good, like, this is making me feel better, just, like, being able to laugh, um, so. I feel like together we live a very, like, comedic lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Well, your humor is, I think, very much lighter than mine, and I think it's a good balance, because, like, I don't know. I would say your humor is, like, definitely more physical than mine. Also. Well, because, like, I'm, like, sarcastic and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And then you're just, like, like, you'll, like, dance or, like, do, like, weird faces and, yeah, like, yeah. weird postures. And it's just, like, so funny. <laughs> well, I, I very much appreciate, like, a character. Yeah. But I feel like when we first met, like, and we were both kind of riffing on, like, characters. Like, you definitely have some characters, too. Oh, I absolutely do. I used to do characters for, like, my friends at school. And, like, that was how I made friends was, like, I would do different, like, impressions of, like, people we knew or, like, celebrities. And, like, a lot of them were good because I was, like, little. But people thought it was funny. And, like, I think ever since then I've just been like, okay, like, I can do accents. (laughs) What? This isn't one of my questions, but could we possibly hear one character? I do a really good impression of your mom, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you do, actually. It's it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I can do someone else. No, no. I, I It's okay with me. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that is such her catchphrase. Yeah. It's like, she says whatever as soon as she flips the switch of just being like, I don't, I don't, like, care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just get in the pool, it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like my parents appreciate your sense of humor, too. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm funny. Yeah. That's my, like, way in the door. Because I wasn't, like, cute or, like, pretty growing up. I was, like, smart and, like, homely looking. So, like, you have to be funny. And then also, like, when you're smart, you get the added bonus of, like, like, in my case, I just read a lot of books, like, all the time. And so, like, you get a lot of jokes from that. And I think that that would just, like, I was, like, I knew so many jokes. And, like, stuck by. (laughs) Totally. No, yeah. Again, like, humor is, like, super important. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just part of life. Um, Also, I feel like humor has been a really good way for us to like vent our frustrations especially when we meet people in public and stuff like that like when you make characters out of people 
Um, like the woman who told you once, uh, on the don't, bus. don't breathe on me. Okay, so that... In hindsight, I mean, it's really Can I smart. tell the story? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on, we're on the bus, in, or no. not the bus, we're on the train. Yeah. We're on the train. The red line. Going to Braintree in Boston, red line. <laughs> if y'all know, y'all know. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you've been, you've been. There was this lady who, I was kind of sick, actually. Like, I was a little sick. And this lady was like, don't breathe on me. Um, could you not breathe on me? And she got, like, real confrontational about it. And I was like, what's up, lady? And then, like, she got off. And this lady was like, she was so rude to you. I'm so sorry. But this was back in December. So I'm like, I probably had corona. And she probably knew. Yeah, what if she was like a biochemist? Yeah, and I'm just like, this lady <laughs> was trying to warn me to like start suiting up. And now I'm like wearing two masks out in public and I'm loving it. You wore two masks today? I did. On top of each other? Yeah, it felt great. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was really hot. Yeah. But you know what? You were super protective. I felt sanitary as well. If you wear makeup and you still want to do your makeup just put uh two masks on mm -hmm. just get like a disposable one get one here on top it could be glam like it's just it's a it's okay still to be your face it's okay um i just wanted to say that i think something that's had a big influence on my my sense of humor lately has been uh, when earlier this summer we watched uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. And I just wanted to thank you for... You're welcome. And, and showing me, in my opinion, uh, and I know I haven't seen much, but I mean, we saw a really good group. I think that's like my favorite group. Oh, yeah. Season six is the best. Yeah. Bianca Del Rio fucking killed it. Best fucking contestant ever. Yeah, 100%. And Laganja, Astranja. Yes, best meltdown ever. <laughs> that season had a lot of good moments. Yeah, that's my favorite season. So yeah. that was why I wanted to watch it. But yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race is so good. It's incredible. And also, again, very formative, I think, for my sense of humor. Because a lot of the cultural stuff in it is like, it's it's just, it, it works. It works. And then if you like makeup and wigs, like on top of it, great. So true. Spoken like a true poet. <laughs> Drop a knowledge. <laughs> Buy my chat book on Etsy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I went to pull up the questions, but I have this picture of the Avicii Nintendo Switch game. Are you, do you think we should get this? My, um... Memory of Avicii's death is I woke up from a nap and my best friend had texted me avocados dead and then corrected herself in a text afterwards saying Avicii and then said ha 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 and then proceeded to text me about um, how we could enter to win a pie contest to uh, pie professors at our college in the face. <laughs> I, so... I forgot about this. Avicii's dead. Yeah. So this is a posthumous uh, Avicii. This is like Nintendo the fucking Tupac hologram. This is this is gonna be good. It has his signature on it. 
on the logo. So, anyway, uh, my second question is, who would you say is your biggest influence? And this is part of the part of the same sentence. Why? Gina Davis, right? Oh, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> no, but really. Yeah, Sarah Paulson. No. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking think. I feel like it's such a fucking hodgepodge. I honestly... You can pick multiple people. I, I won't let any of it just one. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I'm going to just, like, list them off as I think of them. But the first one I, I thought of was John Waters. Because I watched a ton of John Waters movies. There was this like kind of decrepit video rental store in my hometown Casa video <laughs> if you live in or have been to tucson and hit them up please go because it's two stories it i believe it's still open i don't know what they're doing because of covid so don't quote me on anything but um yeah i used to go there and i would like rent all these like weird movies and like watch them or, like Whoa. Yeah, an alien just landed on our house. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would just like watch his movies at night and I would watch I got really into him at some point and like that was it for me. Because it was the pastels. Like that visually was so appealing to me. And then how gross it was and like campy and just like stupid. I love that. Um so I think that that kind of speaks to the first question also a little bit. But anyway. Um, and then after that, I feel like it's all like specific authors. Which I could go on forever, but. What about like five? Five authors. Five authors? Yeah. Well, so there's this Brazilian author named Clarice Lispector. I'm just going to go with her. Because okay. this is who I talk about all the time. And she was really famous in Brazil. Um, and wrote like a, a ton of books. Um, and then died. And she kind of like fell into obscurity a little bit. And then New Direction started republishing all her stuff. And I got into it like right when they started publishing. Because I love New Directions. Like I just think they're sleek. And like I very much am like an aesthetic like book person so um they like fit into my my niche and I just like read all her stuff and I was like I love this because it's kind of like reading like if you're having like a really bizarre dream and I I like that I find that very like soothing um and it's all like introspective and just like very like personal um so yeah, I love her. I, her short stories are amazing. There's like a massive volume of them. I have it. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. You've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You have a ton of books. Um, you are an avid reader. Like you're always reading yeah. something. That was like one of the first things I noticed about you. Because when I came over to your place, you had rented out like at least four or five books from the BPL. <laughs> Yeah. Um, our apartment has become a library, and it's incredible. It's yeah, just... we have, like, a library in our apartment, which is great, because that's always how I've, like, lived my life. I just have never lived differently. Um, 
don't know. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, Which, it's, it's having awesome. books as a child, I think, is a massive, massive privilege. And, like, that yeah. was something that my family, though they did not do other things very well, they did that very well. They knew I wanted to read. They knew I liked reading. They knew reading was, like, a good thing for me to do. And they let me do it. And, like, I am so grateful for that because, um... I think especially when we're, like, growing up, like, I think that's, like, a great way of, like, learning about the world, so. You also have, like, some of the best bookstores in Arizona. Yes. Yes. We definitely do. Um, I was blown away when we went there earlier this year by Bookman's and by just, like, all the little, like, niche hobby shops Mm -hmm. that are around there. It, oh yeah it's nuts like we we don't have stuff like that out in yeah Massachusetts I feel like no and I feel like I grew up in like a city where that like it was so accessible there were so many libraries there were like yeah. oh, libraries like everywhere um like every neighborhood you go to has a library pretty much like at least in central Tucson and the bookstores are just like amazing I would go to the bookstores on the weekend and hang out like that was what you did yeah I mean, Bookman's is just awesome. It's yeah. like its own like realm of, of cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you've just read so much. Um, give me another author. Hmm. Or you don't have to. No, no, no. Okay. I thought of one. Okay. So, my other author that I always talk about is Kathy Acker, who... I learned about by reading, I, I used to be so into, like, Riot Girl and, like, 90s, like, grunge. You know this, also. Um, and I read this book called Girls to the Front, and there was, um, like, brief mention of Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill meeting Kathy Acker and, like, being obsessed with, like, her book, Blood and Guts, in high school. And I stole my grandfather's credit card and I ordered it. Um... On Amazon, and I remember being like, "I'm gonna read this book that Kathleen Hannah did," and I read it, and I hated it because <laughs> the beginning of it—I mean, the whole thing is horrific. The whole thing is just a nightmare, abomination of a story. Um, and the—I was like, "No, I can't read this. I can't read this." So I like, eventually, I sold it. I think I sold my copy of it, and then when I was about 20 years old. So that was when I was like 13, 14. I was like 20. Um, I got back into Kathy Acker. I was like, holy shit, I love this. Because I read her other stuff and her other stuff is like so different. And like also very introspective. And like she does the um, thing that William Burroughs is famous for, which is cutting up different texts from like other books and like incorporating them into your own work. Yeah. Um, and she just does it so well. And... Or did it so well, and I just, I love all her stuff. I haven't read, like, I've read just, like, a, a small chunk of her work, because it's, she wrote a lot, and I think that's great, because I want to read all her stuff someday, like, it's so good. It's wild to me how many, like, near complete collections of authors you have, or just, like, the known works of, like, certain people. Oh, I, I don't, though. <laughs> I feel like some of them you do. Like, you have at least, like, three or four Dostoevsky books. I have two. 
You have two. I have two. I feel like there's this third, though. But that's, like, the thing is yeah. with, I think, with literature, and this is why it's, it's such a, ra- like, dark black hole. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you could go on forever. You really can't. Oh, totally. And, like, that's my problem is, like, like, we were talking about how you're a completionist when it comes to, like, video games. I'm a completionist when it comes to reading because I just want to read everything yeah. that... Especially with authors I like. Like, I love... Like, Liz Spector and Kathy Acker. I haven't finished their whole bibliography. No. And plus, they're two who are kind of like... Their books are harder to get. Um, and that's expensive. So, I just... I haven't done it. And I've always been like, oh, how am I going to do this? And I, I spend so much time, I feel like, stressing about that when I read. Cause I'm like, oh, like, I have to finish, like, everything this author has written because I, I love it so much and I just like want to know like every word that they ever put down and then you get into the whole like translations thing for some of them and that's <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. whole other issue that I I remember having when I was younger I was like I need to learn Japanese because like I gotta read these but and it's like I just don't yeah have and it's like you gotta get your own read on it because the translation is gonna interpret it like one way yeah, yeah. so I think that's that's been <laughs> the biggest struggle when it comes mm-hmm. to books. But yeah, I just like go on forever, and I I think I will. Like I just you should. You're really good at it. <laughs> Speed reading. Yeah, my biggest skill. Um, we're getting to my favorite question here, which I hope uh, you've put some thought into. Uh, I have. This is the one question I remember. Um, what kind of barnyard animal? Could you reasonably live with outside of a barn? So, say we lived with a barnyard animal in our apartment right now. Yes. Um, what? Who is it? What is it? Okay, so I thought about this one for a really long time, and I think reasonably we could have a chicken. Okay. It would have to be in a cage, though, and I don't believe in that, so... But what if we built... Like a uh, baby cage, like a oh yeah, like a pen, you know. That's true. In the kitchen. I don't know if I would want it in the kitchen. In my, in my side of the bed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I want to do it, but I'm saying that it could. It, out of all of the barnyard animals, I thought of, I thought that that one would be the most realistic besides like the barnyard dog or the barn cat yeah i could live with a barn cat i'm not gonna bother it that's all we could use a barn cat yeah we have a mouse in our building and um probably multiple yeah probably mouse in our dream question mark no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think of other, what about a pig? No. No? No. What, what's your reason? It, it's not a good environment for a pig. I don't want to. Why do you think that? Because there's not enough room, and, like, I want the pig to be what able if to, we, like, socialize. Pigs are really smart, so yeah, they have to if, be able to socialize. What if we hired a consultant to come in and tell us how we could piggyfy our apartment. I just don't think it would work. Please? Also, why would we get a pig? That's the thing. Because it's funny. 
that was what I was thinking because I was yeah. between like a chicken and like a sheep, right? Because I was mm-hmm. like, with yeah. a sheep, or you goat, can, or a goat, yeah. What you get like milk and you get yeah. like, you know, the wool and whatever. So it was between those two options. I figured chicken smaller, whatever. But what is the practical? You, I'm a vegetarian. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm pescatarian. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Uh, a hog would not really be like practical. Well, no, it would just no, mostly no. be messy. Yeah. No, he's our friend. I understand that, but then I can just go like visit a hog at a farm. He lives here though. I don't want that though. I just he can get a job. What is he gonna do? I'm sure there's a job for a guy like him out here. We can find him. He's gonna go test some cosmetic products for us. Um. Maybe he could be the greeter at stores. You know how, like, during COVID, um, now they have people at doors to be like, here's what you gotta do. And, like, oh, and it's just a big hog. Well, yeah. Swine. Would, I think that would relax people and keep them in line. If anyone is wondering, I do drop my water bottle. Um, so, okay, I'm scratching my stomach right now. And this often. There's a lot of Foley art in this episode. There you go. Yeah. So you come here for the stories and you stay for the foley art. Um, what about a duck? I mean, I could live with a duck. I really like ducks. Have you ever seen the video of the boy um, in the car? Yeah. Yeah, when he comes and the duck says hi to him in the video. That could be us. That could be our son. I know, but see, then, I just, there are certain animals I would never want to leave it alone, so I would just, like, be at home all day with a duck. <laughs> but I guess if you're working from home, you can do whatever you want, right? So, like, whatever. It's a new, yeah, it's a new Sorry, new, my new duck world. is honking in the back of the... He's upset. He's he, having a hard day. He, he got want, laid off. He wanted to eat my, uh, my homework, and I didn't let him. That's true. He's upset. He didn't let him. What, what do you think, do you think families, and again, this is not one of my five questions, I'm sorry, but do you think families who have ducks in the household um, and then have a baby have to deal with, like, the duck getting used to the baby? Oh, yeah. What do you think that process looks like? I don't know, but I know <laughs> that with any, like, social relationship, including with animals, like, you have to adjust to a new dynamic, so, like... Yeah. Obviously, the duck has feelings too. What are you saying? Yeah. Maybe the duck would just go away though. Maybe a pig would get anxious here. I think a pig would be anxious here. <laughs> my my cousin, um, she uh, adopted a pig once, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, he was just really horny. Yeah. See, I don't want that. I don't need that kind of energy in my he, Like, I would rather not, you know? Yeah, he finished, like, everywhere. Oh, Jesus Christ, Andy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not in my house. Not in my house. It's funny. Kind of. Okay. It's gross. All right. So, my next question uh, is equally um, amazing. But you have to get a new piercing and a tattoo. Where you can get them anywhere, um, toes and fingers included. Oh my god! Where do you get them? 
My first impulse is to say that I would get a, a toe tattoo, toe ring tattoo, just toe to bother you, tattoo? just to bother I you. I hate toe rings. So I was informed that on the last episode of this podcast, um, Andy asked Enrique if he had ever worn a toe ring. Yeah. Um, and they both talked about how they wouldn't wear toe rings, whatever. So Andy recently learned that I have worn a toe ring before, which I'm sure that many yeah, of course, many people have. Yeah. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, you know, young. I get it. Preteen. But I think that would be so funny because I know it would just like. Didn't you know? we we read why people do it? Do you remember why? No. I remember why. It bo- it supposedly boosts fertility. That's creepy. Oh yeah, it's gross. Well, I have this. The mm, I I. Mm, okay, I'm I sorry. I had a what? It's, let me rephrase. I said it's creepy. It's gross. It's it's not. I'm just saying that for the sake of a joke. Whoever wears toe rings, it's fine. I just think if I wore a toe ring, I wouldn't clean that area very often. It would get crusted or nasty or something. And I I always wear socks. Well, anyways, that's not the tattoo I would get. So okay, what would you get? That's not even my answer, so punked. Ooh, prank season. Um, I think I, I've thought about this for a very, very long time. And I want to get a tattoo of Wonder Woman on my right shoulder blade. Yeah. That's what I want. Like a big one? Like, um... Like, I want it, and I want to wear it like a bathing suit, and I want to be at the beach and people to see Wonder Woman. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Dang, that makes me want to get some, like, comic stuff on me. Maybe. There was a... (laughs) (laughs) Can I talk about this? What what is it? The tattoos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to joke about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my... Uh, my family is just like a whole circus that we are not going to have time to get into. We need a <laughs> that's, whole podcast. That's a, yeah, that's literally a different show. That's, no, yeah. So, but my mother gets prison tattoos from this guy who is friends, or who her neighbor's son does them, I believe. And he started doing like tattoos when he was incarcerated. Uh, he's very talented. He does a great job. I'm and, sure he's a great guy. Yeah, no, he's very sweet. But my mom gets them in her kitchen <laughs> on impulse. <laughs> she calls him and she tells him to come over that day. So my mom now has two tattoos by this guy, which she's gotten in the last, within the last year. But at one point she had coerced Andy and I into getting tattooed with her. Um, and she was just texting about it, us about it all the time. And I hyped it up in my head so and, much. And Andy was like, we're going to do it. We're going to get tattoos. And then I was like... We and were, your mom was, like, messaging me, tell her, like, get her to not wimp out. And I was like, she's gonna wimp out. I wimped out, is the Me point. too, though. Because I can't commit to something like that on short notice. I got freaked out. I need to research what is happening. And I also need to not be doing that in my mom's kitchen. Like, that's really the thing for me. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like. It's hard to figure out if he could even do the tattoo you want. Like, 
He probably would come with like a book of stuff or like ideas of like what he could do. So it was like we wouldn't even get to necessarily pick what we wanted that that much. Like yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's my tattoo idea. And then for a piercing, I also don't have any piercings. Don't know what that's like. Can't really. I don't really want one. You don't want to go to Claire's right now? No, absolutely. With the guns? Hell yeah. no. I went to a birthday party and I had to watch it that what my friend like get like you know? Yeah. And um Gages. That was <laughs> you had to get watch your friend. I had to watch my friend My best friend go yeah. up a size. Yeah. <laughs> I did watch that, but that was later down the line. Oh yeah. Um That's a whole other Right. No, I had a friend who did that, and I watched her. I watched it happen, and it was not pretty. It was a, it was a rough night for everyone involved. Um, but yeah, I just was like, no, 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 I don't want that. Um, I feel like, I feel like the most logical one would be if I got nipple piercings, because then I could yeah. at least like cover it, you know? Yeah. At work and stuff. I mean, like, nose rings are cute, but I don't particularly like my nose, so. Are you worried about getting herpes on it? I also, yeah, I'm really worried about that. Yeah, me too. That's why I don't have any. Yeah, I'm just, like, worried about all the crust. I know there's crust, because I just know. I've seen it. Where my toe ring. Yeah, like, my, the most crusty thing I've gauges. ever done is worn a toe ring, okay? My gauges and my toe ring. Oh, my God. My toe gauges. Gauges, I can't, because I would freak myself out. Me, too. It's like body horror at a certain point, I feel like. Yeah. And, and that's no disrespect. It just, I couldn't do it. I, I can't. No. Let's try it out. Let's give it a year. The no. year of the gauge. I don't think that I want to do that. Why? I don't. I can't. I can't do that. I would be stressed out all the time. I'd be like, I'm going to fuck it up. And then I would, because I would suck myself out. What if you got a toe piercing? I don't think you can do that. What if it's like... Oh my god, have you heard about tooth rings? No. I would get what? a tooth ring. I would get a tooth ring. No. What, yes. Can they like hollow out a hole? Yeah. And then you, you get a gem. Yeah. I would get one. Oh my god, that sounds so funny. Oh. It's like some uncut gems stuff. I would get one. I don't know why I'm saying that. That There's would be Riverboat like Gambler. Yeah, that would be prime Riverboat Gambler. Just like right here. Just uh, looking at my hair all the time. Oh. Yeah, I'm pulling some out. <laughs> oh, well, we are coming up on the last question here. Yes. Are you ready to wade out of this jacuzzi soon? Yes. Okay. What are your favorite things about the present? And what are your least favorite things? Um, so my favorite thing by far during this time in the universe has been just seeing people like standing their ground and like standing up for against injustice and like whatever form it may take. Um, and I think also just like proving that a lot of like change can happen even when we're physically apart um and I just like have really appreciated that and also like I feel like I've been able to build a lot of relationships during this time which has been 
It's really mm-hmm. nice. I like deep in a lot of relationships. You um, got like tapped in for the most. Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. So that's been good. Um, my least favorite thing about right now is just like, I think my attention span has been so short because I'm just like, oh my god, like what are we gonna do? It's like fix the, the world. And then I, like, go through, like, this whole, okay, like, you don't have to do that. It's just another day. Like, we gotta, like, build that. That can't happen. Just, like, automatically. So, um, I think I have a hard time, harder time focusing than I did. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, something that I've been thinking about, which, like, can I go there? This is, like, a little deep, I think. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, go ahead. it's, like, the universe is, like, whatever, like, perceived by us, like, by our own lived experience, whatever. So, I think that I experience time in a way that is not necessarily linear because of certain, like, mental illness things that are outside of my control. Um, namely, like, complex, like, childhood trauma. So, because of that, I've always, like, perceived myself in relation to other people as operating on two different, like, clocks. And so, um, I, I would always feel like things were moving too fast or too slow or, like, I was moving backwards. Like, I was not, like, as old as I thought I was. I don't know. So, um, now I'm, like, seeing a lot of people who are on that same timeline of just, like, not necessarily being in the present because it's, like, what even is the present anymore? Yeah. Um, and I think, like, that's been equal parts validating and also really sad because it's like, well, now a lot of people are stuck in this shit with me and, like, they weren't before. And I didn't have to know that, like, so many people were, like, you know, hurting, like, the same way. So I think that's hard. And I think, I, I don't necessarily think it's anything new by any means, but I think that the externalization of it has been... Um, really incredible, and just, I don't know, yeah, again, it's, it's, like, hard, because it's kind of, like, something I always, like, knew, or, like, people who had, like, similar experiences as I did, or, like, you know, similar diagnosis, um, would always be, like, okay, yeah, like, this is our thing, and, like, <laughs> like, whatever, like, this is our cross to bear in life, and then it's, like, no, actually, like, it was everyone the whole time, and, like, we just didn't, weren't talking about it outside of those very small spaces. And I, I think um, that's kind of like an ambiguous one. Sorry, I didn't mean to like end it on a dark note, but... No, I mean, I, but I think you're right. I mean, I think everybody is has some kind of trauma in some way or are just like naturally reacting to this like national trauma. International. What's happening right now? Yeah, global. And, yeah, and then then it's like on top of that, we're also just like hurting in so many ways as a like humanity and like every kind of pain that I, is experienced has been amplified by this time. And so I think that's been hard. And I think that like this is when people are really starting to feel the effects. So it's a little weird when like you were feeling the effects for like. 20 years or whatever, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, Everybody oh, else. shit. Yeah, it's on the same um, page. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. Again, it's like, I don't have control over that, really. Um, so, 
is what it is. Um, but yeah, but I still think that that is not, uh, doesn't have to be a sad or a bad thing. It, it's like you have to acknowledge that as a reality in order to kind of like coming to terms with it. And I think that with anything, I've, I've heard a lot of people say like, there is no going back to normal because like there never was normal in the first place. But like that's how I've approached everything in my life. It's like, okay, like <laughs> that was the past and like this is a new moment like that. And, and I think that this is a time for us to really like be in the present and really like think about how to care for each other. And I've seen a lot of that happening and I, you know, I've never acknowledged my own, like, personal, whatever you want to call it, like, journey with this type of thinking, um, as good or bad. It just, it's what, it's what you have, um, so, I think that that's just, like, the general attitude we need to adapt is, like, it's about being here in the moment with each other. Well, I feel like more than anything, this has just, like, opened people's eyes. And I feel like you have to have that moment in order to not move on, but move forward. Because you can't leave things like this behind, but, like, you move forward with it. And it doesn't track you or stick you down in the mud. Yeah. No, absolutely. But I also think it's so normal to feel trapped. And I think totally. that, like, yeah. it's okay if you need to be there. That's part of the process. That's Sometimes you're there. And sometimes it gets really fucking scary. And you don't know what you're going to do. And that's that's what it is. And, like, that's the time when it's, like, you find that person. Like, one person. Just, I don't know. It's, like, don't. You're never alone. Ever. Well, thank you. Um, we're getting to the end here. Um, but one of the last pieces here <clears throat> is that uh, you can ask me a question if you'd like to. Oh, God. I didn't see anything this one through. <laughs> Enrique, for the record, asks like eight questions. So go ahead and, and ask as many as you'd like. Well... I guess, like, what is your favorite summer memory since we're in the summer? Yeah. No, that that's that's a really good question. And I've talked a little bit about this with you. Um, I've, I've never mentioned it on here, but my favorite summer memory was when I was growing up and it was about, like, six or seven years old. And I would spend almost every weekend at my grandmother's house uh, that I had grown up in from ages zero to six. Um, and I just remember staying out in her above ground pool for like hours and hours and hours and just like swimming myself until I'd be exhausted and then coming inside and falling asleep on a futon and just like having the best like night of my life. Um, and sometimes she would have buster bars from uh, Dairy Queen in freezer and I would go down and get one and just watch cartoons like the Friday night lineup on Cartoon Network yeah. which was so great and like cartoon cartoon yeah. cartoon cartoons so good and then Saturday morning cartoons on the futon yeah it was just like I think when you have 
moments in life where you're like feeling turbulent or scared, like that's a place for me. That's one of my like anchors I go back to a lot. Yeah. And that house, like her house in general. Mm -hmm. um, I think about it like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other questions? I can't wait you don't to think have of to. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. No, I wanted to think worry. of like one good one that like went with the episode. Yeah. No, I don't know good. if there's like anything that we have talked about. Um that that person next door who was yelling at the cats. Oh yeah. I don't know why I just thought of that, but well, do you want me to tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so there was, um, so I was working uh, overnight shifts at this job that I had a little, a uh, couple months ago, and I was trying to go to sleep before I had to go in at midnight, um, and I heard, like, this cat screaming, like, outside, just yelling, and Andy was in the other room um, playing Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, and I was like, I'm going to go outside, I texted him. Um, and see what's happening, because I thought a cat was stuck in a tree. But I went outside, and our neighbors, um, one of their grandkids was out screaming at two cats in the yard from upstairs, and the cats were screaming back, so he was just like, ah! It was wild. He was little, too. He was so cute, though, but it was, oh, it was obnoxious. So I came home and was like, it's fine. It's solved the mystery. <laughs> and it's that we have an annoying kid who I also... I appreciate it. want to squish. Yeah, yeah that, he's that's cute. cute. He's so cute. Well, on that note, do you have anything um, that you want to plug? Any, like, social media handles? Uh, or... If you want to follow my, my meme account, it's at yeah. snotty, uh, S-N-O-T-T-Y dot, period, uh, G-U-R-L. It's a, a trauma meme account. We... Uh, make fun of ourselves it, again like that sense of humor just like permeates everything part of who I am um, but it's a really beautiful community so um, just like wonderful human beings in the comments and just like in my messages all the time and it, it, yeah it's definitely like been a, a whole healing thing for me and like some other people and so if you want to come on down come on down the more the merrier that's really my only thing yeah no, oh, yeah. Um, please follow Miss Angela. And thank you for coming on and shooting the poop. Um, look, I'm just going to say a prayer to Master Chief. I mentioned him earlier. So, you know, to the Halo gods, you know, and the game fuel pouring down my chest. Uh, you know, I say a prayer. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> um, I'm just so excited to do more yoga with you. Um, I'm excited to weather this storm with you. And um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me.